Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. We're so excited to have you here with us today. You're listening to Spring and Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody. How you doing today, Spring? I'm doing great. How are you? It is a Friday. We never record on Fridays. It's a magical day for me because, I mean, every day with Spring is magical, but it's a magical day because I have like like this lovely day planned and you get to be the start of it. So I'm having a good one. Great. Yeah. So uh, I have a really funny story to tell you. Um, so I am a mentor uh, at the University of Miami where I work uh, for uh, LGBT students. So lesbian, gay, uh, transgender, bisexual. Um, and we had our first like pairing up event yesterday. So there was like a speed dating round and you write some applications and you try to find somebody who's a good match. And I got this weird email from the people in charge saying, oh, well, we're going to play a game to, to figure out your pairing and matching. And your word is Woody. Woody? I'm like, Woody. And I'm like, what in the world? So I was actually prepping, uh, getting ready to lecture about uh, uh, reproductive genitalia anatomy for one of the classes I'm teaching. And I'm like, how dirty is this meeting going to be? So I'm like, how am I going to not be a dirty old man talking about a Woody? Um, so then we get to the thing and they tell us that it's about partners and pairings. And I'm like, oh, oh, I get it. Um, so we're going through them all and I do mine and I'm like, okay, let's see. So I dated a shepherdess. I, uh, befriend cutlery and help them. Uh, my best friend is an intergalactic space hero. Cause it's like Woody from toy story. Right. And then I'm like, and you made me cry at least four times because toy story movies are serious tearjerkers. But then we went around and I'm like, I had no idea what we were doing with this. And I went and I told the entire group of like 50 people my Woody story. Anyway, uh, it just got me really thinking about how important mentorship is and how important it is like to be there and answer questions. I thought you were going to say how important it was to be clear with directions, how important communication is, how important it is to tell people what the heck those exercises that you're doing. <laughs> I mean, I would have been fine either way. Like, you know, no filter. I never get embarrassed about talking about anything sexual. Um, I don't know. There was a couple other funny things that happened during the event. Like one of the partners was some gay Puerto Rican boxer and his partner. And it was a, a room full of gay people. And uh, we were unable to figure out who they were or what they were about. And then I made a joke about, you know, like the gays getting stumped by Sports, hashtag stereotypes. It's not true. Some gays love sports, but sometimes there is a little bit of truth behind the stereotype. Not a single person knew anything about international gay boxing. But uh, it was a really great event for me. We got to sit, we got to talk. Um, I got partnered with somebody uh, and I get to spend the next year, you know, just having conversations about like, what is life like for an LGBTQ person in the world today um, and what, about, what it happened in my past and my experience and my advice, my great wisdom, I don't know that I have that, um, could help somebody else. And it made me really think about our show because I think that's a lot of what you and I do. We really do talk about, you know, our personal experiences and backgrounds and like, what can we do in terms of, you know, we're PhD, science research, all of that jazz. 
But what can we do to make that something useful and fun and helpful so that maybe someone else in their sexual life and their relationships doesn't, you know, fall into the same pits and traps that we might have fallen into or other people might have fallen into in the past. So I think mentorship is important. Yes, it definitely is. And um, my favorite part of Woody is that he has... Andy's name written on his foot. I think that's just so cute. Oh, I, I mean, I went on with the Woody thing, though. Like, I don't know if he's bisexual. Is he dating Bo Peep? Is he dating Buzz Lightyear? Is he pansexual? Because there's Jesse in the mix. Like, I, yeah. I put a lot on that one little stuffed yeah. cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have made a joke about Brokeback Mountain. But anyway, so what are we talking about today? Our question for today is aligned with um, coming out day, which is October 11th and 2020 on the Sunday. And so we want to talk about some issues related to coming out. And we've talked a lot about coming out on our show before. And I encourage you to go back and listen to some of those older episodes about um, the coming out process. But today we're talking about um, this issue that's really relevant in quarantine as well, where, you know, a lot of people are spending a lot more time in their homes and young people, um, even, you know, college age people are, you know, kind of stuck at their homes a lot more than they're used to being. And so our question today is about, you know, I'm gay or bi or trans and I'm afraid to come out because I'm afraid that my parents might kick me out. So what should I do? I mean, that is a really serious problem. Um, I think some of the most recent statistics in the United States is like 40% of all homeless youth are LGBT, which is crazy because LGBT youth only make up, you know, six to 8% of the total population. So there's a ton of uh, LGBT homeless youth. Uh, And then we know that somewhere between 20 and 30% of uh, LGBT young people, you know, people under the age of 18 who come out to their parents are kicked out of the home. Um, I mean, that to me, every time I hear that statistic, it's absolutely shocking. But then I didn't come out to my parents until I was a junior in college because I really thought I would have been kicked out and I would have lost their support. Like, it's a really scary time for LGBT people. Like, imagine yourself. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight or anything else. Like, imagine all of these people who are supposed to love and support you and nurture you and feed you and clothe you. And for a part of your identity, indelible, like immutable, it's a part of who you are, because of that part, they will kick you out and you will lose all of that love and support. I mean, it's a terrifying proposition. And I mean, it's really scary. So, I mean, whoever is asking that question, I I have felt exactly how you're feeling. Well, not exactly, but I felt what you're feeling right now. I felt that fear. And I mean, I'm not sure if my parents would have kicked me out or not. I mean, I've gone for years without speaking to them over me being gay and them not approving of me as a human being for being gay. Uh, so, yeah, this quest- this question hits it hits me really close, um, and uh, I get kind of emotional when I talk about it too. But I think th- I think there's some other things that we can can talk about to make this maybe a little bit easier, maybe you know save someone some of the pain and strife of of these question or of this process too. Yeah. And so when we look through a lot of data that's been collected about this. You know, one of the things that we find um, as a recommendation is to really like, uh, like personally, you can look at what are 
all the risk in the home right now? Like, is there a lot of family conflict? Is there a lot of disapproval from the parents? And if that's the case, like that's going to increase the risk that, you know, coming out to your parents could, or your parent or whoever is heading the household, coming out to those people could really um, increase the risk of having unstable ho- housing conditions in the future, right? So it is kind of assessing the risk first, like um, what what is the home life like? What is the level of conflict here? Um, and how might my coming out contribute to that? I mean, your own safety should be paramount in all of this. And it can be a really struggle to try to suppress who you are and lie to your parents about who you are. But until you're at a position where you can be safe or you have a support network that can really help you in that part of the process of coming out. I mean, it, 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 like Spring said, like look at the conditions in your home. And if you think that you might be rejected, if you think that you might be kicked out, if there's already some instability or conflict, if your parents make homophobic remarks, if your parents have no gay friends, like if all of those things are sort of in place, um, it's probably not safe for you to come out to your parents, especially not right now in the middle of coronavirus. And we're saying this right on the cusp of National Coming Out Day. Um, Spring and I actually went to multiple National Coming Out Days together when we were mm-hmm. in college. Uh, I was the National Coming Out Day speaker. I, I'm not going to tell you the year because it would date me, but I remember who was being elected as president in my comments about that at the time. Yikes. Um But it can be really empowering to come out too. But coming out while it's empowering has risks, right? And if you are a teen and you live at home and you don't have a support network, then really be careful about how you move forward in that process. And with that said, we know that, you know, not coming out causes a lot of mental health issues, causes a lot of mental strain. It can cause depression and anxiety. It can cause suicidal ideation because you feel like you're not accepted for who you are. And I think it's really important for both Spring and I to say, like, like we love you and we support you. And there are millions and millions of people in the United States and around the world who love and support you. There are parades that support you, right? So there is a ton of support. So even if your parents don't support you right now, right? And even if you're afraid to come out because you might get kicked out of the house, there are tons of people who do support you. And there's a lot of resources. And we'll talk about some of those later in this episode too. Yeah. And so I think, you know, the next thing to really consider before coming out to your parents, if you think that's a risk at all, is to think about, you know, okay, what happens if they do kick me out? And um, because like weighing up these risks for yourself is really vital because like Andrew said, it can be extremely painful to live this false life, right? To like pretend like you are what's something that you're not. And so that can be so damaging. And so I would say that, you know, there's a little bit of creating a list saying like, okay, um, it's really important for me to come out right now at this time and then making a plan for, okay, if they kick me out, what, what resources are available? What, um, who in my community could I stay with or what services does my city offer that would be available to me and making a plan for that in advance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're going to keep talking uh, after break about some of the things that you can do to protect yourself and make sure that you have the resources so you don't end up as one of those homeless statistics. But we'll be right back after Marshall. 
Happy National Coming Out Day, Spring. <laughs> Happy National Coming Out Day. Yeah. Um, so Spring was just talking about, you know, d- having a plan in place before you come out. Um, I know for some people, it just blurts out at some point. And it builds up and builds up and builds up. And, you know, all of a sudden, there you are in that situation. Um, sometimes people find out through other means, you know, like uh, gossip or someone will call or someone will tattle or someone will, you know, like all of those sort of issues. Um, and coming out is almost always best when you're the person who tells them. But it's about finding the right time and making sure that you have the resources. Um I'd also just like to remind everybody that coming out is a process that never ends. Um, Once you start that process, you probably don't come out to your parents first, right? You probably come out to a close friend or a best friend or an internet community. And then, you know, it it builds. Uh, Spring and I still have to come out to people all of the time. Like almost every single day, there's a there's a, a place where somebody infers or makes a question about who we are as people, and we still have to come out. Um, and it can be empowering, but that first time, especially to your parents, can be really scary. Um, so, Spring, you were talking about a plan. What kind of things do you think should go into that plan uh, that someone develops for their coming out process? Yeah, I mean... I think that one of the first things to do is make a list of people that you feel like will definitely accept you and support you during this time. Um, And then, you know, there's this, like Andrew said, this process of coming out, right? So if you know people that are definitely going to support you, you can start with those people in the coming out process and saying like that, you know, other people don't know yet and making sure also that you feel like you can trust them so that you can kind of um, slowly do this. And like Andrew said, they don't like tell your parents before you are ready for that stage. So if you start to have these conversations with people and then also asking them, you know, if this goes badly with my um the people that I live with, whether it's your parents or somebody else, if this goes badly at my home, do you think I'd be able to stay with you for a while? And like starting to actually have those conversations with people so that then you kind of have this list of who you can count on, places you might be able to go, um, and starting to actually talk about those things with people before that time comes so that, um, you know, if it's other young people, they might be able to talk to their parents if they feel like that's someone that is also trustworthy and isn't going to tell your parents and starting to potentially set up some um, potential uh, housing options for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Having a safe place to go is really important. Um, There's some other things that are really pragmatic, practical that you can do, like get a job. It doesn't matter if it's a minimum wage job, but just make sure that you have some money in your own account or just some cash on hand for yourself that's separate from accounts from your parents. Like just make sure you have some of that available. Um, one of the things that we see that often happens to uh, LGBT youth whenever they're kicked out of their home is that their parents will either keep their phone or deactivate your phone. Um, our cell phones are a lifeline every day. Like think about how much information they have and who we talk to. So it's making sure that you have a way to contact Uh, people talk to people access that kind of information um, without your cell phone. Right. Um, And that's why also having a job is a really good idea. Because if you do lose access to your cell phone, you can get a really cheap one, you know, not the new glamorous iPhone 75 Mm -hmm. or whatever number it's up to. Um, (laughs) 
But just making sure that you have some resources set aside before it gets to that point. And so one of the things, you know, that Andrew kind of alluded there is you actually need to also have all of the people that are very important to you, their numbers like written down somewhere in case there is this point where your parents just turn off your phone and you then can't access anything or they take your phone away, right? Like make sure that you have a list somewhere of the vital contacts and how to get a hold of those people. Yeah, it's really important. Um, I mean, there are some other more positive things that you can do as well. Like, so you don't necessarily have to come out to your parents as gay before you start like testing, like there could be a movie with a gay character or a television show with a gay character or a movie about coming out or any of those kind of things um, and just sort of see how things go. Um, I mean, there's always some risk, but if, you know, parents are warm to those sort of ideas. Oh, my gosh, there's that new Pixar short about coming out. I forget what it's called right now. It might be called coming out. Um <laughs> But I mean, there's lots of things out there where you can sort of gauge uh, how someone would respond to it. Um, but uh, there are always times where, you know, there are parents who are seem to be really pro-LGBT for other people, but not for their own kids. So there's always risk, right? Unless your parents have already said something to you like, we'll always love you. We love you if you're gay. All of those kind of before you come out, you should always have this sort of contingency plan. You should always just make sure that you cover your bases before you put yourself at risk, because I don't want to see you become one of those statistics. I don't want to see you as a homeless LGBT person who doesn't have access to a cell phone, who doesn't have a safe place to live. Um, And Spring and I both realize that there are parts of the country in the United States and parts of the world where there's nobody that you can really tell right now, right? And in that case, my big recommendation is work hard at school and go to college because college is where you can really start, you know, building some connections and finding safer spaces and become much more self-sufficient. I mean, you'll have some student loan debt, but I mean, it's it's a really difficult time, I feel like, for people who are not supported by their parents or families right now when we're thinking about, you know, coronavirus and, you know, a lot of people aren't even able to go away to their college right now. Like a lot of college students are at home, um, even if they had been out of the house before. And so, you know, we're very aware that this is um, an especially difficult time to be struggling with um, family issues and, um, being able to be safe and have a home that feels stable to you. And, you know, there are a lot of great organizations that um, also help people. Um, and I want to talk specifically about one in New York City called Ali Forney Center, which is specifically designed to help LGBT youth who are um, homeless or unstably housed. And so, you know, there are organizations like that, um, maybe not where you live. So also look into that and see if there are organizations around that could help. And I think even, um, you know, if you live near one of those organizations, you could even drop in and talk to them about some of these things before if you are really concerned about them. If you're in South Florida, there's an organization called Pride Lines that has an immense amount of resources uh, for uh, LGBT youth, whether they're homeless or not homeless. Like There are really great resources. Um, there's another untapped resource I want to share. It's called PFLAG, uh, Parents and Friends of Lesbians and Gays. Um, the, the title is actually longer than that now, but if you go to their website, they have chapters almost everywhere 
in the country. Um, these are the same people like the moms and dads who go to pride parades and hug like, you know, mom, mom hugs and dad hugs for gay kids who had been kicked out of their houses. Um, if you look up PFLAG, they have chapters and charters all over the country. Um, if there's no one else you can talk to, you can contact PFLAG and you can find a mom or a dad probably in your area who would be willing to be that safe person, at least in the short term. Um, maybe long term as well. Um, so, I mean, there are a ton of different options. There's national options like the Trevor Project that talks about uh, connecting or that doesn't talk about it, it works to connect um, LGBT youth, uh, homeless youth or youth who have, you know, shaky housing to resources. And we'll put links to all of these in the, the notes for this episode, too. And. One last thing that you can do if you are not feeling safe and you don't feel like you can come out in your real life is to come out online and, you know, have a safe space online where you can connect with other LGBTQ um, IA, all of the letters of the alphabet, you know, you can find people that are in your community online. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you do that, just use some basic internet safety protocols, uh, use Chrome. And when you're in Chrome, use incognito mode. And then when you're done with that community, always make sure to clear your browsing history right. uh, if you're really worried about following. But then the other thing is when you're using Chrome and you're not in the gay community, don't use the browser, don't use the incognito browser, use a normal browser and don't clear your history because then if your parents are ever looking, right, they'll just see that you're doing normal things. So, I mean, that's, I feel like, are we giving advice with people how to cheat on the internet? We kind of are. No, we're giving people advice about how to be safe and how to not get kicked out of their homes. <laughs> yeah, don't get kicked. Like, yeah, so uh, incognito is great. If you don't know what it is, just look it up. Um, but make sure you clear that browsing history if you're going out there. I think there's a couple other things that I just want to close with. Um, one of the things that happens to young uh, gay men, lesbians, uh, persons of trans experience is that uh, when they're kicked out of their home, there's a lot of sexual predation that happens um, where they don't have places to live. They're trying to find something. And there are people who will take advantage of that situation. Um, do not sell, you know, safety for sex. Don't like don't put put yourself into those kind of situations. Um like there's a big difference between someone who loves you and somebody who wants to make love to you. Well, make love is such a weird term anyway. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's other kinds of protection. If something bad happens to you, if you are kicked out of your house, try to find a safe space in a non-sexual context. Try it with a friend, try it with a family member, contact PFLAG or the Trevor Project or a local LGBT organization. Um, I mean, there are lots of uh, young LGBT people who essentially bed and couch surf uh, with hookup apps. And that is absolutely not safe, right? We see really high rates of abuse and um, murder for LGBT youth. Um, so just really protect yourself and be thoughtful about that plan that you've made before you come out. Um, and I really like Spring's idea of, you know, finding your people on the internet and talking to them there. And there's a lot of great communities all over the place. You can be on Twitch, you can be on Discord, you can be, I mean, Facebook? Do people use Facebook anymore? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that, you know, um, it is important to like, you know, think through all of these things and have plans. And then also know that, you know, there are organizations and other places uh, that you can go to for support that are not your immediate family. And 
and then just, you know, do what feels right to you. Like that, that's the end statement that like, you don't need to come out before it feels safe. And when the time is right and they're like, feels like, okay, I need to do this now, you'll know. And if you aren't feeling like I need to do this right now, then you don't need to do it right now. And so like coming out day is about celebrating all of the people that have felt safe enough to come out and have been able to do that. And it's also about celebrating all the people who have not done it yet, but will do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I celebrate happy national coming out day all the time. The first time I did it, I was kind of scared. Um, and I wasn't out to my parents when I did it. And I had like pictures in a newspaper when I did it because I was a speaker. So uh, just be safe, everybody. Um, oh, yeah. One more piece of advice. If you're really worried about, you know, financial security with parents, just don't come out to them until you're financially secure on your own. And it doesn't have to be glamorously financially secure, but just, you know, if there is an issue, you can sort of take care of yourself. And that's kind of a sad place to be, but it's a really safe place to be. And I would prefer you be safe and a little sad than unsafe and destitute. So I don't know. I was going to ask if spring had uh, a dad joke and I actually have one. You've all probably seen it before. Uh, for the period, because we've been doing a lot of just the tip, but I thought it'd be fun to do a period today. Do you have any gay dad jokes today? Um, I mean, I think I know the same joke that you know, but please, please go for it. Uh, so this is usually <laughs> Spring's job, but I am now coming out as a dad joke person. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a hate them. Um, it's the whole, uh, you know, there's the the kid. He's about to come out to his parents and he says, hey, dad, I'm gay. And what does his dad say back? Hi, gay. I'm dad. <laughs> so bad. So, uh, I am sure we will post that meme sometime this week on our social media. All right, everybody. So thanks for listening. If you have any follow up at all about our uh, show, if you have any questions or comments, or if you need help being linked to resources, you can reach out to us and we'll try to get uh, you information. Um, the easiest way to get in contact with us is uh, on our DMs and our social media. So you can find us at The Sex Wrap. That's Wrap with the W on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have any questions or follow-up questions for this, questions about love, sex, relationships, LGBT issues, sexual health, you can reach out to us through our Gmail account as well, where The Sex Wrap at Gmail email.com and you can call us at 413iRabbit. Thanks for listening, everybody, and happy National Coming Out Day. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. <laughs>